0: Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. All right, I want to dive into the Word today. We're in a brand new series called Mind Matters. Come on, somebody help me say it. Say, Mind Matters. Mind matters. We're going to talk about what it is to be healthy and our mindset. Mental health is a big topic these days, and a lot of people are talking about it. You'll find a lot of posts and blogs and things to say. How many know but the most powerful thing we can do is investigate what the Word of God has to say, because that power is greater than any other power. Amen? So there's a lot of things that we want to talk through as a church because I believe that the body of Christ should be a healthy organism. It should be a healthy organization of people, a culture of people who are walking out in the fullness of Christ. How many believe that? How many want that in your life? I know that's what I want. I want to be in the fullness of Christ. And so we're going to dive in. We, we called it Mind Matters because we believe that your mind matters. And it matters to God. It matters to God how you think. It matters to God how you live. It matters. So we want to dive in to be healthy. So today, I've entitled today, if you're taking notes, and I encourage you to, at the top you can just put moving from rejecting to receiving. Moving from rejecting to receiving. All right, let's dive into Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 1 today. Verse 1 and 2. sets some context for today. I want to talk today about moving from the mindset of always rejecting, because I think there, there's a time where you have to start there, is where you realize that something's in your life that shouldn't be there. You, you find yourself in a mindset that shouldn't be there. You Finding yourself in, in a time where maybe you're feeling depressed, or you're feeling anxious, or you're feeling a type of way that doesn't align with what you read in the Word, and you're like, man, I I shouldn't be feeling this. And so there's that season where you realize it, and then you come into a place where you say, I'm going to reject that. I I don't want that in my life, so how am I going to get out? And I want to talk today from going from that place where you realize it, and you say, you know what, I don't want that in my life, but then coming into a place where you receive what God has for you. Because I believe that the first step is to notice it, right? Coming to a place where you realize, hey, I'm not where I want to be. Hey, it's okay not to be okay. Can we say that in church? Is that all right? Is that okay if we be real and be okay with the fact that there are days when we don't feel our best? There are days when you wake up and you don't want to get out of bed. There are days you wake up and you don't want to go to work. You don't want to do your best. You don't want to smile. You don't want to be gracious to that person to just cut you off. Right? You don't want to be gracious to your kids who are asking a million things in the morning. It's like you just don't want to. There's days that that happens, and it's okay not to be okay. How many are so thankful that we serve a God that doesn't leave us there? Am I the only one? Come on, you got to help me today. Help me preach. How many are thankful that God doesn't leave us in that space? Come on, He has something for you today. So I want to look at Colossians chapter three. Verse number one says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I love how he starts off because he says, Since then, meaning there's something that happens before this takes place. There's something that goes before All of the stuff that we're we're having are setting our eyes on. He says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. That's the foundation of this whole thing. And I want to make something clear today, too. In this series, we're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be talking about practical things that we can do as the body of Christ to really step into the best way that we can think and propose and come at what God has for us to step into our calling. But I want to make it very well known is that everything that we're going to be talking about is founded on a relationship with Christ. Because Christ is the centerpiece. He is the cornerstone. In other words, if anything is built off of Christ, it is shakable. And so I want to just set the tone of this because uh, in Colossians it says, since then you've been raised with Christ, here's the step. Here's going from rejecting what you don't want and coming into a life of receiving, but it comes on the foundation and the cornerstone of Christ. And let me encourage you too, because maybe, uh, maybe there is a time in your in your life where, you know, maybe you have come into a, a space where you're not as sold out and radical for God, and yet Christ is your Savior. Maybe He's not your cornerstone that you're building a your life upon. There's a difference between. Um, being saved by, and trusting on. There's a difference between having faith in, right? There's a difference and having a faith that you walk out. And so he says, when you have Christ in your life, you've been raised with Christ, it says, set your hearts on things above. In other words, when you come into a life with Christ, there's a different level that you have to live on. There's a different level of your perspective. There's a different level that you walk in. There's a different thing. The, the mind matters. Th- this is the space that he's saying, calling all Christians, calling all those that call themselves Christ followers. In fact, do you know what Christian means? It literally means little Christ, to be like him, to look like him. And so he's saying, hey, calling all those that follow Jesus, there's a level that I'm calling you to. Today, I want to encourage you that there's a level that you haven't reached yet. And how many are so thankful because I'm grateful when I read the word because I realize there's so much more to gain than there is to lose. When you come in with Christ, he says, the least shall be the greatest, right? The last shall be the first. And therefore, when you come into him and you die to yourself, die to your wants and desires, he lifts you to another level. This scripture is counterintuitive to what the culture teaches. The culture teaches, get your eyes on what you want what you desire, what's good for you, right? That's culture. I mean, that's our world today, especially America. It's just what are you after? What do you want? What do you desire? And, and in Colossians, it's saying, hey, there's another level. There's another level. Put your hearts on things above. I think about, you know, the, the supermarket and you know, our supermarket has, well, a lot of them do because I remember uh, even being back in Oxford. You come in to the supermarket and the first thing that's usually there, depending on what side you come in, is the produce section. And it would be so funny to come into the produce section, or come into the supermarket and pass by the produce section and come into the snack aisle. How many like the snack aisle? Come on, let's be real in the house of God, don't lie. I love the snack aisle, all right? I love the cookies and the crackers and just all the good stuff. In fact, uh, we were just in Florida at a conference, and the dessert of the meal was an oatmeal pie. I don't know if anybody else has saved and has had oatmeal pies in your life, but, like, that was my childhood, okay? Now, I do have to say I was deep in it, and we had double-stuffed oatmeal pies. So they only had the single stuff, so I was like, all right, it's, it's like half there. But, you know, it was good stuff. But I loved the snack aisle. It was my favorite. But it would be so funny for for you to think, hey, I want to get healthy. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the snack aisle, and I'm just going to reject all of those snacks. I'm just going to come through the aisle, and I'm going to say, no, Oreos. Absolutely not, Twinkies. Uh Uh-uh. Not today, crackers. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Not today. I am saying no to this. And this is the life That it stayed at the place of just rejection. I mean, it would be so much better to get nutrients is you have to go into the produce section and realize what's available to you. Realize what it is to be healthy. Realize what it is to grow. And this is what happens when we set our minds on things above. When we set our hearts on things above, we step into the life where we realize what God has for us to receive. That we don't just have to say no to anxiety. We don't just have to say no to fear. We don't just have to say no to depression. We don't just have to say no to it. But now we have something to receive because we're in Christ. Because now he is the bedrock. He's the foundation. And we set our eyes on things above seeing that. We don't just have to say no to the snacks. We come into produce and nutrients all around us. And we say, look at what we can have. Look at this thing that makes me healthy and grow. I want to talk about that today, of receiving what God has for us. How many ever watched a Supermarket Sweep? You guys like that show? I like that show. Supermarket Sweep, so much fun. The host is always crazy, you know, all over the place. And uh, the people come in, they're all hyped up. They're like on caffeine, like crazy, you know. I don't know how they find these people, but every time it's like, you know, the the couple's like, yeah, we're so pumped. They look crazy. You're like, oh, my goodness, they're really into it, you know. And so the, the whole goal, though, is you have to fill your cart. And they have items throughout the store some are worth more points than the others right sometimes they have crazy stuff they have like big blow up flamingos or big blow up hot dogs or something like that and you have to put it in your cart as much as you can get in and i think about this in life because you know there's so much we live in a very informational uh season of the world right where we have so much to gain there's so much you can find out i mean as technology has just opened the world of what you can know and Knowledge, you know, and all this stuff. And I think about this, like, this supermarket suite, is like, there's so much you can gain, but there's certain items that are worth more, that cause victory in your cart. And I, I, I believe with all my heart that there are things that if we would set our eyes and set uh, our, our focus on, that we can step into a life where we are victorious. Victor, victorious in Jesus. I couldn't get that word out. Victorious. If we set our minds on things above, and not just everything, not just the everything around us, but really tune in and partner with what Holy Spirit is speaking over our life, what God's will is for our lives, then we step into the better life, where we are, we are uh, receiving all that God has for us. He said, set your hearts on things above. Man, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father and not on earthly things. I want to look at Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow. Somebody say overflow. Come on, somebody receive that and say overflow. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. This is God's desire for your life, is that you are overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That you are overflowing in joy and peace. That you are overflowing. This is God's will for your life. That you live in this life, not of fake joy. And I just want to set the context here. Because I think there are some dangerous places where, you know, it's like that fake it to make it and just like set it up. And you're a Christian now, so just be joyful. I, I don't believe in fake joy. I don't believe in just putting a smile on just because. I don't. I know that it comes from an inner peace. It comes from being okay with who you are in Christ. And that takes time, right? It takes time to sit with Christ and let him pour over you who you are. And pour over you yourself. And, and that's why Paul said, hey, I, I literally come to Christ and myself dies away. But it's in that place that the, that God fills me with joy and fills me with peace as I trust in Him. As I trust in Him. Um, My daughter, Anae, she loves ice cream. I mean, every time we're like, uh, hey guys, do you want to do something special? Her first thing in her mind is always ice cream. I mean, she's like, Cold Stone. Let's do Cold Stone. Yes, that's what I want to do. And every time it's ice cream, I think about Anae, like us, is when we, we come to the Father, we're like, God, I want joy, or I want peace. How many have ever prayed those prayers saying, God, I really need strength right now. I need your peace that passes understanding what I'm reading about. I, I need your joy. It's just like Anae coming to me and saying, hey, Dad, I want ice cream. But now that request becomes something that's in my hands to give. Because Anae doesn't have money. Well, she does have money, but she doesn't have a car. She doesn't have a way to get to the ice cream. And she doesn't have a way to deliver it to herself. So when she makes the request, she's literally waiting on Daddy to fulfill. This is the beautiful place of trust, is that our Heavenly Father would be in a space where He is waiting to give what we need into our lives. Because it matters to Him. It matters to him. May the God fill you with joy and peace. It's his desire to give you joy. It's his desire to give you peace, and it's his desire to give you so much hope that it overflows. This is what we always talk about is the abundance, the overflow. It's what comes out of your life. This is how you live your life of purpose. It's not to strive or to get on your grind. We never ask people to come in, come to the church and serve. Get on your grind and just do it. This is out of the overflow of what Christ does in you. When you truly come into a relationship with Christ and he pours the joy, pours the peace, pours the hope, then you have enough to give out. And it's not too much because God fills you with what you need. It was so funny. We were in Uh, Tampa uh, at a conference, and it was my second cousin that I literally haven't seen in 30 years, and we reconnected. He's a pastor down there, and he was having this uh, like urban ministries like context of of a conference, and it's we're like awesome, let's go down. So we went down to Tampa, and the first day he took us out to Ybor City, Ybor City. I don't know how to say that. We kept trying to figure out how to say it's Y bar. So. That's how you pronounce it. But Ybor is how they pronounce it there. And so we went to Ybor City, and he's driving us around. We're trying to find a restaurant that's not packed and has a huge line. And when he's circling around, he takes us by this park, and he tells us the story of Ybor City and how when it first got, you know, whatever, colonized or whatever, it was like chickens were a thing around because it was, you know, very, like, Cuban and all stuff. So they had, like, farms and chickens there. And then when uh, the— city started growing up, and buildings started being built, the chickens stayed. And now, the chickens have populated. And now the chickens own Ybor. So literally everywhere you look in Ybor City is chickens. It's wild. You're eating, we were at a coffee shop, and all of a sudden down the street, here comes a chicken. Chicken just walking by. Like, That's a chicken! But it's crazy. And, and I thought about this, I'm like, you know, what you allow in your life Will multiply. What you allow in your life will multiply. And I thought about this with what we desire and go after and receive. And I believe with all my heart that this, that what you desire from Christ as a child of God, when you come to Him and you desire, God, I need you. I need your joy. I need your peace. I believe that He pours out on us. And it's what we what we take on is, is ownership for ourselves to say, you know what? I'm going to step in to cultivating this joy, cultivating this peace to receive it. What does it mean to really receive? I think about Christmas, and I love giving, I love getting gifts. I love more giving gifts. One thing I love, and a lot of you know this, but I have this, like, secret competition inside where when i go to a kid's birthday party i want to give the present that the kid loves the most and how i rank this is when the kid opens the presents the one that he stays with and plays with and is looking at and reading and wanting his mom to open that's the favorite so it's a known thing ashley will give me the eyes every time we're at a birthday party she's like don't make a big deal about it but uh, you know i'll I'll wait i'll watch and I'll, i'll just see them open the presents and most of the time, I don't want to brag because that's not, that's not good. I humble, don't want to humble brag. But, but usually, most of the time, the kids open the presents and they, he ends on mine. And he's, he's showing his mom and I, I look at my wife and I'm like, see? See what he has in his hand? See what he's playing with? It's my gift. It's just the thing. I, I love giving gifts. I love it. But what is it to truly receive something and use it and own it? And this is the responsibility that we have as Christ followers is that not only Christ overflows in your life, gives you joy and peace, but how are you receiving it? How are you taking it and owning it and cultivating it? Because it doesn't just mean the light switch came on and now all of a sudden you're joyful. You're just joy filled every day. How I many know that's just fairy tale thinking? It's not real. When you receive, you own it and you cultivate it you protect it. Now Ybor City has laws that you can't hurt the chickens. I'm like, are you serious? People have time to sit around and make laws about chickens? But it's true, they protect the chickens because it's a part of the culture. I wonder what would happen if you said, you know what, I've received joy from the Lord, so now I'm going to protect it. I'm making a law. Nothing is going to steal my joy. Nothing's going to steal my peace. And every day you wake up with that mindset. You know what? I'm going to cultivate this thing. I've received it from God, and now it's mine. I'm owning it. I have the joy of the Lord. I have the peace of the Lord. I have the strength of the Lord. I'm walking with a good mindset of who I am, and I'm going to guard it. Guard it at all costs. When things try to creep in, right, when things try to come against that perspective, no, not on my watch. That's truly receiving. In fact, in, in uh, John chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, John 10, verse 9 and 10, Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Somebody underline that. Come on and get this in your spirit because here's what the Lord does. He brings you to that which can feed you. He brings you to the place where you can gain joy. He brings you to a place where you can gain peace. But it's not a light switch. It's finding pasture. It's looking around and saying, look at what the Lord has done. I need to become aware and thank him for what he's done. I need to receive what he's given. And then he goes on and he says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Find pasture, find pasture. This jumped out of the page because I was like, how many times do we find pasture and miss it and walk on top of it, walk over it and pass it? How many times do we have opportunity to have joy and peace in our life and yet we walk right by it? Because we don't realize it's our responsibility. We don't realize that as, as Christ followers, when we come into Christ, it's our responsibility to get our hearts on things above, to get our minds and our hearts on things above, to say, Lord, I'm going to focus on what you have for me, not on what culture says I need, not on what's around me, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting my eyes, I'm putting my mind on you. That every day I wake up and say, I want, I want the fruit of the Spirit. I want self-control. I want to gain, I want to gain strength. I want to gain meekness, controlled strength. I want to gain wisdom. I want to gain peace in my life. It's for you to receive. But it's not a magic trick. It's not a magic trick that happens. It's a gift that we open and use. That we own and put into practice. Life to the full is yours life in Christ the fullness of Christ is yours for the taking but I will tell you this it comes at a cost it comes at a cost I say what that that does that sounds like kind of counterintuitive to what we teach at church yeah I know but but Christ said if you want to follow me you must lay down your life lay down what you know lay down the desires of this world now can you keep the desires of of this world? Absolutely. But you're not going to gain the fullness of Christ. It doesn't work like that. It's either or. There's a cost. But the cost is cancelled by the clarity and the things that Christ gives you. When you receive what Christ has, it cancels all the cost. It's when we receive it and we walk in it. I want to give you three takeaways today. Write down, these are the things to think about and do this week. Just some practicals in your life. Number one, I want to encourage you in this receiving what God has for you and coming into this place where we're not just rejecting, but we're really taking ownership and we're receiving what God has for us. Number one, create space. Can I encourage you to create margin? Create that space in your life. and I don't know what it looks like for you, but create those moments where you can become aware of what God is doing in your life. You can create the right space in your mind to take ownership of it, to not blame. It's so easy to get into the blame game. Like, well, this season, or I don't have enough time, or I'm trying to get things back and whatever. Like, I get it. I've been there. But may we, may we stop the excuses and come in and say, you know what? Mine matters. My mind matters. Because I need to come into a life that's full in Christ. Because it's it's the fullness of joy. It's the fullness of peace. It's the fullness of strength. And it's power. It's power. So create space. Give yourself a mental margin. <laughs> Give yourself that little bit of space where you can say, you know what? I need to thank God for what's going on in my life right now. Uh, my coach gave me the greatest. My coach is my father-in-law, by the way. But my coach gave me the greatest challenge and he said, hey, you've been through, you know, the building season, now you're in here and you're, you're in a new space. This is a good pause. I encourage you, write down your blessings. Write down the things that have happened in this past season that maybe you looked over. And I thought about this scripture like find pasture. <laughs> Sometimes we, we're just going so fast that we, we don't realize all the grass that's growing around us. And I'm like, oh my word, look at the, all this opportunity that God has given me. And, and, and Jesus says, I am the gate. I'm literally the one who swings open. And when you come through me, because it's through Christ, but when you come into me, you find. You can go in and out, but you can find pasture. And so I wrote down blessings, and I, I encourage you to do that. Create that space where you can write down what God's doing in your life. I know it may sound crazy and busy. Your season might sound wild. I get it. But maybe you can find those gems that God has done along the way. New relationships. New people in your life. New hungers and desires. The fact that you want and desire God is a gift. I realize that all the time. When I feel a little bit like, oh, I should be doing more, I'm like, thank you, God, for that gift. Because I'm not too busy or too loud. Life's not too loud for me to realize it. And now I can step in and say, you know what, Lord? I want you more. I want to do the things that matter. So give yourself a mental margin. Create space. The second thing is, set your mind. Set your mind. It's time for you to focus on what God has for you. This isn't just rejecting, I'm not going to fear. This isn't just rejecting, I'm not going to be depressed. This isn't just that rejection. This is now setting our mind on what you can receive. This is looking at the blessing and say, okay, look at what God has done. How can I receive that? How can I step into that fully and say, God, thank you for this? Thank you for the peace and cultivate the change our focus to all God's promises that you are able to receive from being a king's kid. This is something that is a uh, your heir to the throne. And so therefore, there are things that you can have that the world can't. There are things that you're going to possess that the world can't possess. I laugh all the time when we're with, uh, back, back when we were <laughs> doing youth group, when kids would come in and they would think we're on a substance because of how much joy we had. And they're like, Uh, I remember talking to one of the, the leaders, and they're like, hey, it's really wild. One of the kids approached me, and they said, what is Pastor Elijah smoking? And I was, like, caught off, and I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, he's so, like, wild and crazy and, like, laughing all the time. And they're like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure that's, like, Jesus. He doesn't smoke stuff, you know? It's just like crazy, but like the world can't own what we have because we're heirs to the throne. Does that make sense? Like we're so joy-filled with what God has for us. The pastures that we get to gaze on, the pastures that we get to partake and eat are things that the world can't have. It's the gate that God opens through Jesus. It's so good. It's so good. And so set your mind on the promises that God has for you. Get in the word of God and claim it. This is stuff that we all have because we're heirs to the throne. When you read a scripture and it's you're more than a conqueror, guess what? That's your promise. When you read a scripture and it says, I will take you out of captivity, I will give you more to your land, that's your promise. Because you're a king's kid. So not only create space, but set your mind. Set your gaze. Set your focus on what you can gain through Christ. And we talked about this earlier, but the heart that is like, God, I just want you, you realize the more you get around him, he's all you need. Because all of this is in him. Right? That's what he says. I'm the gate. Come in and, and here it is. It's in me. So relationship with Christ really is everything. So create a space. Set your mental margin. Uh, set your mind. Set your gaze. Set your focus on what God has for you. And the third thing is, walk in what you receive. Walk in what you you receive. This is the challenge. I know this is the big deal because this is where you go from having the highs and way lows and highs and way lows and you stay at a constant. And this is what is very hard in today. I get it because consistency is not a thing anymore after the pandemic, right? It's like everybody's just like hard to commit, hard to really give everything. So I understand. It's all about now having your time and having your space and being remote, I get that. But what I'm saying is that we can't treat a relationship with Christ like high, like, oh, God, you're so good. Ah, yeah, you answered. You're here, you're here, you're here. And then way low. I'm just going through a struggle. I'm just going through things. thing. There are seasons, but if we can learn how to create space, set our mind on what God has for us, and then we walk out what we receive, what does this look like? Practically, this is what it looks like. If you're praying for joy, you receive joy, and then you walk in it by putting a song in your spirit or by counting your blessings or by loving someone. Just little practical things to say, you know what? I'm choosing a life of joy. And this is what a life of joy looks like. When I don't feel good, I sing to the Lord. When I'm not feeling my best, I I count my blessings, and I realize how good I have it. When, I, when I'm not at that place where I feel good, I'm staying consistent. Does this make sense? Is this, is this helping anybody? Come on. This is a life of staying steadfast, of enjoying the pasture that God has for us, of walking strong in a place of his promises. This is like when you're praying for peace and you're saying, God, give me peace. It's great. He is the peace. The Bible says that he's the prince of peace. Therefore, when he walks in, peace comes with him. And so when you invite Christ in, there's the peace. But how do you walk in it? You walk in peace by pausing, taking a deep breath. When life gets chaos and you feel like you're just out of whack, take time to stop and do practical things. Breathe. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Hey, I'm, I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone right now. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit—how many have been there where you just feel like outside of what you're capable of? And that peace, you feel it. Peace leaves the room, and you're like, okay, I'm feeling it again. So you just breathe, and you become aware, and you say, God, come into this space. My simplest prayer is, Holy Spirit, help. I mean, that's the, the, the easiest, most simple prayer. But we, we realize that we're walking in a reality that we are King's kids, and that God is waiting to overflow us with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the promise. And so, not only do we create space, not only do we set our mind, but now we walk in what we receive. We walk in what we receive. I want to pray today, and we're going to be praying after every service, for those of you who want to step into this, and maybe uh, you deal with, you know, a, a form of depression or anxiety or something in your life. I want to pray over you today and pray for God to move, because here's what I'm believing in this, this time. I'm believing that what he spoke to Isaiah 61 where he said, I'm anointed I'm appointed to preach good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to let the blind eyes be opened. I'm believing that's going to happen in this series. And there's going to be so much freedom in your life. And yes, we're going to talk about practicals, obviously. We're going to talk about things that we can do to just, as human beings, step into this. But I believe that the power of God is the most powerful agent that you can step into. So I want to pray that over your life, for healing. But here's what I, I believe is going to happen in this series. I believe that God's going to touch you and move in your life so much. And then I believe that God's going to put someone on your heart and on your life. that You're like, you know what? They need this. And I believe God's going to use you in a mighty way. In this space of receiving what he has, I believe it's that we can give it out again. I want to invite uh, Sean here. We just put some worship music on. I want to set it just an atmosphere of worship and I just want to, to ask you today where you're at. I want to ask you where you are because I believe that to Christ, mind matters. I believe that God looks at you and He wants the best for you. It's like me and my children. I want the best for them. I desire them to be their best self. I don't desire them to look like anybody else. I desire them to be them. Be the unique people that they are. And I want to pray over you today cuz I don't know where how you came in or or where you are. If you're working at mental health or you're working at being in a space where you are sure and you are confident and you're flowing in joy and maybe you're waiting on a moment to happen. Maybe you're Waiting on God to do something miraculous. And today I'm just going to invite you in. I invite you. Hello. Hi. I want to take a moment today and pray for you that as you come in to receive what God has, here's what I believe that's gonna happen. When we come to God and we say, God, I need joy, I need peace, I need strength. It's in that space that he's a good father. In fact, the scripture even says uh, our God is a good father and he gives what we ask for. And so I wanna, I wanna ask you today, what do you need from God today? to step into the life that God has for you. If you could, everybody around this room, could you stand to your feet? We're just set an atmosphere of worship today. But if you need special prayer, I wanna pray for you today. Pray that God would move in your life. You say, Elijah, hey, I, I would love to step into that life of joy. I need joy in my life. Or maybe today you come in and you say, you know what? I just feel so much chaos and anxiety in my life. I need the peace of Christ to settle the storm. And if that's you today, would you just raise a hand? I want to pray over you just as a sign to say, Lord, I need your joy or I need your peace. I need your strength. Whatever you need, just know this, the heavenly father is here to give good gifts to his children, okay? He's here today to meet you. It's why we came. It's why we came to be with him. And in his arms, in his hands, is everything you need. Maybe today you just need him, you need more of him, you need more of his presence. Would you just lift a hand, I wanna pray over you right now. Dear heavenly father, I pray, over those that raise their hands today, those online, Lord God, that need your joy and peace. And we thank you, Lord, that you're a good Father and that out of your hands comes the overflow of hope, the overflow of joy and the overflow of peace And it's the peace that guards our hearts. (laughs) It guards our hearts. And that though the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he has no power because you came to give life. And God, we stand in the midst of the gate. We stand in the midst of the pasture, of that which you've put all around us to partake in and grow in. And God, we just release that over all of those right now who desire that. Can you just say, Lord, give me joy. Lord, give me your presence. Lord, give me that peace. I just need you, Father. And right now, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our hearts. We thank you for these moments where we just become aware that you are our answer, that you hold the keys. You hold the keys, God. We give you everything we, we are. We, we give you our doubt. We give you that which we've trusted in the past because we know that it's trust in you that we find that space. As I just pray for everyone in this room, God, that you would give strength, give joy, give peace. And as they receive, they would walk in it. That all week long, God, all month long, all season long, God, that you would help them to walk in what they've received. God, they'd be a constant, a bedrock, built on the rock that wouldn't be able to be shaken by any storm of life, by any battle, by any season, we thank you that you are victorious and we stand in that victory today, hallelujah. You just receive that right now and say amen, amen. We thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in this space, amen. Would you just grab real quick, I know we usually do this at the end, but would you just grab the invite cards in your chair. I wanna pray in this moment that what God's doing in this room multiplies. I believe that there's people in our lives that there's gonna be opportunities and you're gonna have conversations with people and it's gonna be so subtle, but you're gonna realize this week, people are just gonna mention they've been going through a crazy season or they've been dealing with this or they're they're praying over that or whatever it is. And you're gonna realize that there's a seed to be planted and that God wants to restore. Here's the beautiful thing, God is always searching for his children and always searching for them to be found. And that's the beautiful thing about us is when we come to Christ, now we become the agents of change. We become those that give out the gift of life. We give out, and and it's amazing what happens when we plant the seed. And so I wanna pray over these seeds. I believe, I'm believing for breakthrough in your life, but I'm also believing for breakthrough in your neighbor's life, in your friend's life, in your coworkers, in your family member's life. Come on, those that have been dealing with depression, those that have been dealing with anxiety, I'm believing for breakthrough in Jesus' name. Come on, would you grab those cards? My cards are jumping out of my hands. They they want to get in someone else's hands so bad. Look at that, they just jumped right out. But can you grab those cards and start to pray over them? Lord God, we just pray that these would resemble life change Lord God, every opportunity we have to plant seeds, they would grow into life transformation. We thank you that there are children out there that are yours, God. They might be lost right now, but we pray in Jesus' name. We we pray in their behalf right now that you would find them, find them where they are, just like Saul knocked him on his face and blinded him to the world so he could see you clearly. Lord, do it again. Do it in our lives. Do it in our networks, do it in our families, do it in our schools, do it in our places of work. God, do it in us. And we just pray for these to be incredible opportunities of conversation, incredible opportunities for us to love unconditionally, incredible opportunities for people to see the joy and peace in our lives, that we would spread it. Come on, somebody said amen. Amen. At Change Church,